God's going to do something tonight. So whatever you have that you need from God, ask him tonight. He's going to do it. He's going to be here. So let's pray together. God, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're faithful to your word. We thank you that you've given us um, everything that we need. You've equipped us with everything that we need. We just got to reach out and take it. And um, I just um, invite you to come and be with us right now. I know you're already here. Um, and we just lay everything we have down before you, every distraction, every um, hindrance, um, every hurt, every pain, um, just everything that, that could hinder you and could distract um, and that is taking away from the life and the freedom that you've given us. And we just speak life into every person here. Um, just be, be with us. Give us joy. Help us enter in and just be able to receive from you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.
goodness, the trustworthiness, the faithfulness of God. You are good, Lord. You are everything good. You are everything good. Every good and perfect gift comes from you, Lord. You are good. Thank you, Lord. We praise you,
Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your presence here. God, we know you are here. Thank you for, thank you so much for allowing us to just feel your presence, to feel your comfort and your peace. God, just as we sing this song, I, I pray tonight that as we worship, Lord, that is our prayer. Let heaven come. When we think of heaven, we just, there's, there's no obligation to worship. There's just, there's a revelation of who you are, and we're drawn into who you are. We're drawn, we're drawn to be close to you. And there's joy and worship and praising your name. Let's fill this place with that atmosphere. Fill this place with revelation. God, show us who you are tonight. I pray, I pray from your very own mouth you would speak to each and every person in here. Let all of us know that God was present here tonight, that he spoke to us. God, questions that we've been wondering. I don't know where we're all at in life, but questions. Lord God, you are alive, and I just pray that you would speak to every single one of us. Lord God, leave no doubt in this place as of your presence. Lord God, in the fullness of heaven, there is joy. We are overwhelmed with joy. Just fill us with heaven's songs, heaven's presence, heaven's joy tonight, Lord. Open our lips to praise you, to declare your goodness, Lord. so much. We're so thankful for who we are in Christ, our ultimate identity in Christ.
nothing can Nothing can separate Even if I ran away
you stay the same through the ages your love never changes maybe pain in the night joy comes in the morning and when the oceans rage i don't have to be afraid because i know that you love me Shout of praise. So, do you guys feel that that presence? That's got. Oh, that's the peace of the kingdom. And as we walk with Jesus, we walk in that peace and we release that peace to everybody around us. So God, we just thank you for your peace. We thank you that you calm the storms in our life. Just let that soak in. Receive the peace that you have for us, Jesus.
Just let his peace wash over you.
Apostle Paul says that that our weapons of warfare are not they're not weapons of, of this world, they're not carnal, but they are mighty for the taking down of strongholds, for tearing down walls. And I just I kind of want to speak over things that I'm going through personally. And I'm sure that we can all relate. So God, I just come before you. I trust in your faithfulness, in your goodness, in, of your provision in my life. By your power, Lord, I cast doubt away from me. I take doubt and I cast it away from me. Fear of future circumstances, I cast that away from me. Weaknesses, I cast it away from me. God, I put on I put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We put on your strength, we put on your might. A lack of faith, I cast it away from me. So God, I just pray that you would put confidence, faith into my heart and my soul right now. Lord, I lean on you as my strength. I lean on you for who you are. The lies of this world, I tear down and I cast them away from me. I will not believe the lies of this world. Lord God, your word is truth and I will believe it. Lord, we establish your truth, your presence, your kingdom in, our, in this place, in our lives. Lord God, we will walk in victory in Jesus' name.
like the Spirit is just saying, the presence is right now is just cry out with everything you have. Whatever it may be, good, bad, or otherwise, just cry out with everything that you have. Every last ounce that you have, cry out for the Spirit. And just in your own song, your own words, your own whatever it may be. Nothing else. 
satisfy me. Nothing else will satisfy me. Nothing in this world will ever satisfy me. I gotta have your love. never believed that he loves you, believe it tonight, because he loves you, and his love is here, so don't hold back, just let him love you, because I need your love, I gotta have your love, oh, we need your love tonight.
Can I have the um, prayer team come up? And um, we feel like we're kind of making a little bit of a shift here. And I um, feel like God wants to heal some people. So if you have any emotional or any uh, physical healing uh, or sickness or anything like that, um, it's just one way that God loves on us as his kids. And um, so we're going to take a little bit here and just uh, press into that and uh, see what God's doing. So come up if you need uh, any type of healing at all. If there's someone here tonight with a blood disorder, we just had a word of knowledge that God wants to heal you. So if you'll come forward, we'll have um, someone pray for you. If you have a blood disorder. I just want to encourage you tonight. This is a time to press in. This is actually training because it's in worship that we're healed. It's in worship that God gives us revelation. We're so accustomed to coming and doing four songs and then somebody speaks and then we do a couple of songs. But this is actually a time where you begin to press in to the Holy Spirit and begin to continue to worship because worship is so much more than singing. It's the focus is not on you. The focus is on God. And as you press into him, he'll start revealing things to you. So it doesn't matter if you're sitting fine. It doesn't matter what you do. But I just encourage you to engage with the Holy Spirit because he wants to engage with you tonight.
I just want to thank you guys for being with us tonight. It's not over. And I'm not going to preach, so don't get nervous. Uh, but I do want you to hear a testimony. We always have somebody give their testimony every week. And I heard someone say recently that authenticity destroys shame. Shame is one of the greatest tools that the enemy tries to use on us. He tries to make us ashamed. Because if he can make us ashamed through any means, like past actions, lies that you're in agreement with about yourself, if he can bring you to a place where you feel ashamed of yourself, he totally has you. He doesn't really care if you're a Christian or not. If you'll just stay in shame, you're powerless. But I have good news for you, because if you're a son or a daughter of the king, you're not an orphan. And so there's no shame. So I'm going to ask uh, Ashley Laux to come up and give her testimony tonight. I've known Ashley for about four years, and she's a pretty amazing person. I've known her through most of this testimony, I think, and I have nothing but admiration for her. So welcome, Ashley. Cool, thanks. How cool was that worship session? Session. <laughs> Man, for, I just want to say one thing real quick. If you were someone in the crowd that just felt totally disconnected and uncomfortable and literally couldn't wait till Eric said amen so we can move on to the next section of the, of the night, chances are you're probably living under some kind of a stronghold or, or a lie that's been spoken over your life. And so if we do, you know, um, a ministry time at the end, I just really encourage you to come up and get prayer because we've all been there. Every person that's up here praying has gotten free of something like that. Like, that's why they're up here because they're free. And um, it's a great feeling to be able to stand here. That used to be me. I used to, like, literally time it to where I just miss worship and could just come for the sermon because I hated standing there before God with all the junk in my life. Um, it's not fun, like, bringing that to him, but it's fun to get free. Um, so anyway, that was a side note. But my name's Ashley, for you guys that don't know me. And um, I, it's hard to try to fit your whole, you know, life story or, or testimony into just a few minutes. So I decided to just kind of pick one area of my life that has affected me in a lot of different ways and, and kind of been a struggle through my Christian walk. So I'm going to talk about, like, how, how sex has affected me and, and all the different areas. Um, but first, a little bit of background of me. In my life, I um, have been attending Epic Life and just church in general for probably just a little over three years or m maybe four. Um, and I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't grow up going to church. My parents actually got pregnant with me when they were seniors in high school. And, you know, I have an amazing family. There's a ton of support growing up, and, and all my family's always really involved in my life. Um, and my parents are amazing, considering how young they were. You know, they made all kinds of sacrifices to make sure I had a good life and um, had a lot of opportunities. And even to this day, two, they're two of my best friends. You know, I talk to them almost every single day, if not every other day. And, um, and considering the circumstances of, you know, how I was brought into the world, um, at a really young age, I made a commitment with myself that I was not necessarily going to wait till marriage, but that I was going to wait till I was older and met someone that, you know, I really cared about and saw a future with. And so, you know, you can imagine I was, got so much scrutiny for that. And um, the crowds that I rolled around with in high school and college, I was literally the only virgin out of all my friends. You know, we'd be at parties and bars and drinking and they'd all be hooking up with, you know, all these guys. And, 
You know, they'd be like, Ash, you are so lame. Like, I can't bring you around anymore, you know? And, um, you know, they needed a wingman to bring up to hang out with all the other guys. So, you know, I got so much flack for that. And, um, you know, through all the prodding and pressuring, it never, it never phased me because I was so committed um, to what I believed in and, and the value behind it. And, um, you know, I was really determined to not make the same mistakes my parents did. And, you know, fast forward, um, like junior year of college, I met someone that, you know, I thought I cared a lot about and, um, you know, thought I saw a future with. And, you know, we dated for a while and then um, ended up having sex. And, you know, a year later, it, the relationship ended, you know. And, and during the time that we were dating, um, we didn't at first. And, you know, all my friends were like, you're so lame. Like, you got to, you know, check out the goods and all this stuff. And, like, it's just so dumb. And we, we finally did. And the relationship ended and I was devastated because it was something that, like I valued for so long, and I gave that, and then it was just gone. And, um, and you know, it wasn't just, you know, the relationship was ending, but school was ending and sports was ending my whole life. You know, I, without realizing it, I kind of built my identity on being like this athlete, you know, and going to school. And the last 18 years, like I'd done that, you know, sports for like six days a week forever, as long as I could remember. And, you know, I was, I was fearful of who I was going to be, you know, what was my like status going to be, you know, I'm not this athlete anymore. And, who am I going to be friends with? How am I going to stay in shape? You know, who am I going to lead? Because any team I was on, I was, you know, a captain or a leader of some kind. And, you know, I just remember one night I was, like, crying. And, um, and I was just praying to God. And I know I didn't, I said I didn't, like, go to church or talk about God at all growing up. But I was an only child and I was alone a lot. So God, you know, as I knew him in my mind, like, that's who I talked to a lot and got counsel from and, and whatnot. Um, I was just like, God, like, please, like, what's the next step of my life? You know, like, I need to find some friends. I'm going to be alone without my teammates and all this stuff. And I know that sounds lame, like, if you're not an athlete, and it probably sounds jockey or whatever, but it was what I was going through at the time. And um, and so it's funny because the guy that I had been dating that broke up with me, I heard that he had started attending Capitol. And through college, you know, random friends would be like, hey, come with me to church, you know, and I'd be like, no, I'm out of town or sleeping or whatever. And... um. And a girl on my team had asked me after I had found out he was attending. And I was like, heck yeah, like, I'll go, you know. Maybe I'll go and he'll see me being holy and we'll rekindle what was going on before. And um, so I go to her house that Sunday to pick her up for church. And she's just, like, hungover, can't get out of bed. And some of you guys might know Katie Keeler. It wasn't her. But um, <laughs> she was roommates with the girl. And she came out and she was like, wow, it's like, I'll, totally, I'll go with you. It's like, sweet, like, there's still hope. So we go and you know, it was our first time, and so we sat in the back kind of by the door so we can make a fast escape if it got too weird or churchy, and, um, and we sit down, and in the pew, there was, like, this Bible next to me, and so we start chatting, you know, whatever, and then a few minutes later, like, someone comes and sits down, and it was his Bible, the guy I'd been dating. I'm like, oh, dear Lord, there's a God, like, thank you, like, there's hope, you know, and I thought for sure this was gonna, like, you know, all fall into place, and um, so, you know, nothing ended up coming of that relationship, but you know, I'm still here, and, and I went to church for all the wrong reasons, like, totally wrong intentions, and God just totally met me where I was at. Like, it still just blows my mind sometimes. I went there, you know, trying to chase after this guy, but, like, I found God, and it's just, it's just crazy to me sometimes, and, um, and so, you know, fast forward a little bit further, and, you know, I started attending Epic Life, and, um, you know, on Thursdays, like, we come, and everyone hangs out in the back, and it's cool, and we meet each other. Well, I was always the first person out the door because, you know, I had parties to get to, or a soaring a party, or the bar, or whatever, and, um, you know, that happened for a long time, you know, and I'm sure, I don't know, if there might be people here tonight that have the same plans, like, 
it's a pretty unfulfilling life to live, whether you've realized it yet or soon. Um, hope you realize it faster than I did. But, you know, after a while, and I started dating someone from here, and then we started having sex, and I started getting more involved with, like, leadership, you know, in Epic Life and at the church, and I found out real fast that, like, that wasn't going to fly. That's not a good thing to be doing, it, you know, with church. And, um, and to me, it was just like this rule, you know, okay, I won't do that. It's fine. And, you know, they talk a lot about boundaries, and, you know, you don't want to be, like, dancing around the boundary. Like, you want to be, like, 10 feet away or, like, you know, walking away. And my whole life was based on, like, pushing boundaries, like, with sports and fitness. Like, you want to run faster, lift more. Like, you're constantly pushing boundaries. And so, you know, I was doing that with the same thing, like, with sex. Like, can I hang out with this person, like, this late without having sex? Or hang out and do this, this, and this and not have sex? And, duh, like, I failed miserably for a really long time until I decided to not be stubborn anymore. And, um... And it was just really hard because it started, you know, really wedging, um, like forging a wedge between, like, us and God. And, you know, it wasn't just the sex, but it, we were lying about having sex and hiding it. And, you know, I felt just like I kept setting all these boundaries and then setting all these, like, commitments and kept going back on them and breaking them. And it was just really ruining, like, my word and my value to myself. And, you know, you start believing all these lives. Like, I really want to start speaking into lives of other, like, women in my life and help them out. And, um, but I was like, all right, I have nothing to say to them because I'm dealing with the same thing right now. Like, what value could I possibly bring? You start believing all these lies. And the other day I was gardening. It's, like, therapeutic for me. And, um, and randomly the movie Eight Mile came to mind. Have you guys ever seen that with Eminem? Yeah? Just a couple. You guys are all holy people in here. Haven't seen it. Cool. Since no one's seen it, liars, um, <laughs> I'll explain a couple scenes that came to mind. So for, um, there's a scene where Eminem, he's battling, like rap battling or whatever, this guy on stage. And the guy just starts speaking all these lies to him. You know, like, you're white trash and you're really bad at rapping. Or, you know, he said it. <laughs> More profanity in there somewhere. But, um, all these things, and it totally just, like, deflates Eminem, and he literally leaves and doesn't do his, his end of the battle. I feel really lame using this analogy right now, but, um, then later in the movie, Eminem comes back, and he battles the same guy, and, like, in the process, he had gained, like, more self-confidence and truth, and, um, and he battles the guy first, and he acknowledges and speaks to every lie that that guy could possibly use against him, and I feel like that's totally how it works with us, and just, like, the enemy and with God, that once we start to like defining who we are and, and figuring that out and speaking truth, um, we totally disarm the enemy. Like he has no material to use against us anymore. And it really took me getting to that point and really finding the value in not having sex and the reasons why and not just like this rule, you know, um, that I was able to sustain it, you know. And it's like the last like 8 to 12 months have been just the most amazing time for me to speak into the lives of my family members. Um, you know, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than me just dealing with, like, this, this thing. And my family is, might sound weird, but they're very sexual. And you'd have to meet them to understand. But everything's a sexual joke. Everything's some um, sexual innuendo. Big boobs, little clothes, all the time. Not me, but, like, all the other women in my family. And, um, and so, like, they can relate to sex. So the fact that I wasn't having it was weird to them. They're like, what? Like, like, I don't know, they were just really confused. And it caused them to start asking questions. And then, you know, finally I had an answer. It wasn't just like, oh, it's this, like, lame church rule, you know, be embarrassed about it. Like, I had, like, value behind it and, like, 
answers to give them, and then it led into more conversations and deeper conversation, and it's been amazing to be able to talk to them about that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's, um, like, we live in a sexual society, too, you know? So, you know, I'd feel bad if I was, if I was having sex because I wasn't supposed to, but then if I don't, you know, society tells me I'm a prude or I'm lame or it's so dumb, you know, I should be having sex with a lot of guys all the time, where, you know, and it's a lies, you know, I have so many friends that do that, that are out on the weekends, you know, with whoever, and it's like they're constantly pursuing that next, like, moment of pleasure, and they have zero sustainable joy, and so if you guys are someone, like, in this audience that's dealing with that, I just encourage you to just keep talking about it, like, you know, there's times where you just feel, like, so alone, like, sometimes I'm just like, am I the only person not having sex, like, this is lame, you know, and you just start believing all these lies, and one of the first, um, like, verses I ever memorized, it's probably one of the only ones I ever remember often, um, is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man, and God is faithful. He will always provide a way out so you can stand up under it. It's like, how cool is that? Like, anything you're dealing with, someone else has, is, or will be dealing with it too, and you know, you feel like sometimes, oh, I don't have a choice, like, I have to do this, you know, I'm a people pleaser, so you want to, like, please whoever you're with, and it's like, no, like, you have a choice, God always provides a way out so you can stand up under it, so it's like, um, I don't know, I just encourage you guys just to talk about it, like, we're in a community where there's a lot of people dealing with this, you know, and there's so many people dating and engaged, and they're married, like, everyone's walked through it, and whether you're, like, giving into temptation right now or not, like, it's happening in your life somehow, so, I don't know, I just wanted to share, like, that part, because we don't always talk about sex and how it affects us and, like, stories about it. Um, but, yeah, so if you guys have questions or anything, um, feel free to <laughs> talk to me after PG questions. And, um, yeah, so. So if you're new here tonight and you wonder, are we always this bold and this honest? Yes. I didn't wear this shirt accidentally. She didn't give her testimony accidentally. And we just want you to know that wherever you're at in life, whatever's going on in your life, if it's great, we're so glad it is. And if it's really rotten and you can't figure out how to make good choices and make your life work, we know how to make that happen. Not because we're perfect, but because we have chosen to live honestly and transparently with each other. And in doing so, we've found a lot of answers that work. God loves you so much. Nothing that you're doing right this moment in your life will make him walk off on you. I saw a young man uh, in a different city last weekend. And I heard about him. He and I are close. Um, I think he's 22. There's only one person, two people in this room who know him. And um, he started having some outbursts where he would say things. Um, and he was diagnosed as a schizophrenic. And I had the pleasure of hanging out with him and buying him lunch uh, this weekend. And I just told him, I said, Because you see, he had, he had an outburst one time at this church that I go to. I said, you need to know something. I'm not ashamed of you. If I had been there the day that you'd have had your outburst, I'd have walked over and told security, that's my son, and we're leaving. 
we'll be back. I said, I don't care what people think. When I come to this church and I send out a text message, because I do, to tell everybody I'm saving seats, there's a seat for you. I expect you to come sit with me. I don't care about your past because God and every one of us can make you a new person. I'm a church boy. I grew up in church. I had a great sermon I couldn't wait to talk about tonight, but God had other ideas, which is totally cool. Uh, but I want you to know, I told that young man, I'm never going to be ashamed of you. You're a great man of God, and you and I are going to see this happen in your life. Don't be afraid. You are not alone. And I would say that to you tonight. I can't be that person in all of your lives because I'm one person. I feel like sometimes I have multiple personalities myself. <laughs> I'm trying to do a lot of things. But there are many people in this room whose lives have been ugly, and now they're not. None of us are perfect, and when we start struggling or something like that, we talk to somebody next to us. I always do what I can do by myself, but the minute I feel like it's not working, I'm on the phone calling somebody, and I'm a leader. So I just want you to know, we love you, we care about you. Um, this is a safe place, and you have to stick around long enough to figure that out. It also means a lot of times people say they have trust issues because they've been hurt. Well, so is everyone else. So if you want to stay where you are, keep telling yourself that and hiding everything about yourself that you think is so unacceptable. But I encourage you to just come, take a chance to be yourself, and see what God will do in your life, because you will be totally blown away. So tonight, if you could just stand and grab the hand of the person next to you. For some of you, I realize this is the most sexual activity you've had in months. <laughs> so we do like to have fun, and we are kind of real. So, Okay, let me shut up here and pray. God, thanks so much. Thanks, Lord, for what you're doing in this place. Thanks for what you're teaching us. Thanks because you never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Lord, because you're never ashamed of us. You correct us, you rebuke us, but you don't ever leave us. And Father, I pray that tonight, in the heart of every person here tonight, whatever you spoke to them during worship, whatever you said to them when Ashley gave her powerful testimony, Lord, I just pray that people's hearts would be changed, that they would respond, that they would just risk one more time letting you in, and not only you, but letting somebody down here in. Thank you, God, for each precious person in the room. Amen. Thanks for coming.